welcome to a new episode of the podcast from artist to entrepreneur. Today you will get to listen again to an interview with an amazing woman from LA. Akazi is her name and her brand. You definitely have to check her out and her music and This interview was again like maybe you are listening to this podcast already a bit longer and you've listened to different interviews. She brings again a different aspect to it. It's what is so important and um, is resonating a lot with me also. So yeah, I won't say too much. Dive into it. Take your pen and paper. And if you listen carefully, you will get so much out of this interview. So enjoy, have fun. And as you know, in case you want and need guidance and support on your path, simply reach out, shoot me a DM, and then let's talk how I can support you on your own path to more thriving, more success, more money, more impact. Because this is in the end what we want as artists, right? And we talked about this, Akazi and I, about the starving artist concept. So enjoy and happy to hear from you. And have a beautiful day. A wonderful and warm welcome to a beautiful artist from the US. Her name is Akazi and she does a lot of things. That's why I'm not saying many things and we dive directly in. So thank you for being here and taking the time for sharing your wisdom. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so Akazi, maybe we start directly in your, I don't know when it was, maybe it's the childhood, maybe it's the teenage age, maybe it's the adult, like share maybe what, what came first? Have you been an artist first or have you been on the business side first? Because of course we want to talk to artists who are looking for more success, more money, more impact. And that's why this expression of artpreneur, when have you start doing art? And then maybe sharing also when kicked the business side and or maybe was it the different direction? Yeah, so, um, well, I'm an artist first, no matter what I do in the business. It's always going to be the art and the creation first for me. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I started writing songs when I think I was like nine. So it and it usually starts. I think differently for every artist, but mine was, you know, I started in choir and then I started in piano lessons. And then I started in like, I was an only child. So like all I had to do at most times was like practice. And then I was in my room and then I would write poetry and I would write songs and then I would like figure out how to put them together. And then um, I all through high school was like doing choral music and then I got into Berkeley College of Music and then I went there for three years and I, that was like a whole different lane. And I was, you know, I created a band and I, by the time I was done, we were doing all Akazi music. So like, I, I really birthed Akazi in college. I actually used to go by the name Akazi Red and I got rid of the red right after college because I was like, I don't even know why I have this here. <laughs> um, So yeah, I think that It's just been like an evolution over time of just like curiosity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Curiosity. Um, now I live in LA. I moved here what seven-ish years ago, seven, eight years ago. Um, came out here with seven hundred dollars. And I have been out here ever since, by the grace of God. Um, and about 2017, mm -hmm. uh, so I've been a songwriter out here. I've sat with, well, let me not just say a songwriter. I've been, I'm an artist. Mm -hmm. um, like it's a weird way of liking to tell you what you are. 
and they like to put you in a box of what they think that you're you're best at. Um, I'm an artist, uh, but 2017 is kind of really when I started to like understand how to build a company. So when I was at Berkeley, um, I was a professional music major with an emphasis in songwriting and business management. Mm-hmm. Still to this day, I'm doing the same shit. <laughs> the same thing. Like I'm still to this day doing what I was doing then. Um, but I didn't really get the idea for Throne Room Media until 2017. Mm-hmm. And it was still in like invisible matter. It was just something that I was thinking about. And like, you know, I had like a little logo drawn up, but really didn't know what. Still to this day, I'm like, where are we going with all this? You know, because it's like, I think that's kind of the cool part about an entrepreneur is like, it, it's just sky is the limit. You can really do whatever. Mm-hmm. And, that's what and like, for me, uh, I get bored pretty easily. Mm-hmm. So I think mm-hmm. that being on this path, it has, it's been challenging. <laughs> Definitely given me something to like push past and like have to understand. So yeah, went through all of that. Um, I actually did not officially start my company though until last year. So I was working in commerce and like I've, as an artist, I feel like I've just learned everything there is to learn about besides marketing really at this point um, on how to build your own career. Mm-hmm. So, I'm talking down to like, I know how to mix and master records. I know how to produce records. I know how to write the songs. I know how to produce and do all the budget sheets for the videos. I know how to put the crews together and I, I could be the director if I needed to. I can be the producer if I needed to. Art design, you know, costumes, like literally everything that goes into the visual side, I can do that. I just literally cannot actually like film myself the way that I like to be seen. Um, you know, the photography and the modeling that goes with it. Um and like constantly recreating looks like that's actually I think my favorite part about being an artist is like the creativity that gets to go into the character mm-hmm. um, and then on top of that I've even had to take it further and like learn how to you know read the contracts and learn how to sell the songs and put them put them in spaces where I can actually make money and uh, you know, I've had to learn a lot about sync licensing and what the difference is between exclusivity and non-exclusive stuff. And like, how do I keep a master? How do I, how do I run my publishing? How do I register songs with my, I, you know, PROs and how do I register with sound exchange and how do I even distribute a song to all the stores and like, like every little step I've taken on my own. And like, how do I create a logo for a company? How do I register an EIN? How do I, you know, like, how do I do trademarks? How do I copyright songs? How do I, you know, build decks so I can go find funding? Like, it's been every single step of the way has been pretty self-taught. Wow. Wow. I, w- I would love to thank you for this first piece. And I would dive uh, into two or three different things you shared. So first, going back to your nine-year-old. So what was your, was your, I don't know, was there something what happened that you started songwriting like what was yeah. the simple yeah. yeah actually um I have a friend I always give him this credit he um I have a friend that I grew up with named Chad Nolan and he the first song we ever wrote he actually started the song and then brought it to me because I was in piano lessons and the song was called Skies Above uh-huh. <laughs> horrible 
but good, but still yeah. good. Yeah. Time, it was like, it was a tearjerker. We did good. Um, but like my credit always goes to him. Like, I don't, I don't actually know, like if he didn't bring me that song that yeah. day, yeah, I can still remember where we were and like how it happened. That was kind of like the Kickstarter for me of like, oh, I like this. Mm-hmm. So and I haven't liked it though the whole time. <laughs> real. Like this is this is not for the like faint of heart. Like, and I when they say that about this industry, like it is so true. Mm. It's so true. Like you have to really, really like sometimes just forget about being and looking for external validation with this stuff and you just have to really like just love it because you love it yeah i think this is a very important message right yeah it's like it it can easily detour you from what you love just based on how uh the industry is structured and like judging you, can... you judging quote-unquote depending on like like this yeah. is good this is bad this is a trend this is not uh, whatever right yeah yeah, I have um I have a really interesting relationship with ARs. Sometimes I feel like they get it, sometimes it's just like because I don't think I'm an artist that is uh there's a lot of McDonald's art out there right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A lot of stuff that people want to jump on just because they think it's going to sell mm-hmm. because it sounds like everybody else or it sounds like, you know, and there's a lot of identity I feel like missing in music. Mhm. Mm-hmm a lot of the same stuff so we can keep saying the same things and mm-hmm. I'm that artist I'm I'm like doing my character work I do transformation work I'm like deep in my soul trying to you know always work out the parts of that and like it all goes into the music so yeah I think that there is a difference and sometimes I have to remind myself that because that path is a little bit longer or a little bit harder and um I just, especially being in LA where the city is really all about, you know, numbers and the business is always trying to just, it's really interesting to me. I think we're in a really interesting time because artists are being forced to learn how to be their own label. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so mm-hmm. like, yeah, we can go to a label, but like, we've also never had a time like this where like artists are so capable of doing what it takes to get their careers off the ground. It's hard. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie to you. It is hard to learn every little piece and to learn how to create a successful brand and then actually be a success at it. Like it's, it's still like a lot of trial and error and you have to just, I think, be willing to like throw spaghetti at the wall for mm-hmm. a long time until, you know, until something hits or something kind of goes in a direction and then you can lead from there like for me it's always been one tiny thing leads to another tiny thing which leads to another tiny thing and I'm big on energy so like my my successful seasons have really just been about like am I in joy about what I've just done because mm-hmm. if I'm not in joy then usually I'm not having a successful <laughs> it's it is superpower for this stuff because you know there's so much of like hurry up, get us a song. And then we weren't, we weren't going to tell you if you got it for two years. It's like so much hurry up and wait in this industry. Mm-hmm. And so much like, we're not going to pay you till after the fact. We're not going to, you know, if it becomes a hit, then we're going to take care of you, especially on the songwriter side, you know, like um, 
I feel like producers are always like, oh, we have it the worst. And I'm like, no, you don't. Songwriters do for sure. Yeah. Writers have it the worst. Like, that's why I stopped being just a songwriter because it was like, I'm never going to get paid if I just stay here. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm just not like nobody cares. You're creating these beautiful pieces of art, but you never know when, if whatever. Right. No. And like, like, seriously, songwriters don't get paid up front. Producers can. And then on the, you know, back end, it's like we really get paid on our publishing and royalties. And then if you get a record that charts, then you're like, cool. But other than that, like for me, I've never had a record chart. So I'm or, you know, like and and my philosophy has always been like, okay, well, if I'm going to write this shit for free, then I'm going to sing it. (laughs) Like, Like, why would I build a house for free and then like give it to somebody? That doesn't make Absolutely. And it's interesting that you share because I was writing my, not me personally in a team, but I was then singing it, but we were writing it together. My first songs last year. And so I had to pay them up front. So that's why this is now the first time I'm hearing, oh, the songwriter doesn't have to be paid up front. Interesting. Of course, everything is existing on this planet, but interesting that you share even this experience and also for every artist listening, then it's interesting that you say like, yeah, and this was the reason why I then also started different things that I earn money in the moment. So from my perspective, interesting to hear, but also interesting for this, okay, I'm doing this, but only this won't bring me money, then I have to do different things. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm still trying to figure out all the ways that an artist can pull it in independently because... Like, you know, without having to rely on the label. That's always, I think, been my philosophy of, like, make sure you know all the steps. Not that I'm against labels. Mm -hmm. If I ever get dropped, I'm never going to be able to stop because I know how to do everything. Yeah. So I think that, and I think that that's actually a blessing that it's been designed this way for me. Mm -hmm. Never been signed. So, but I know how to move every needle of my own career if I need to. So at this point, you know, walking into a label... I, I still need to get some numbers up, but walking into a label, then it should be, it should be seen that the label is what it is. It's a bank. You know what I mean? And it, it's there for you to like, you need to learn how to use it. Otherwise mm-hmm. it's always going to use you. Mm-hmm. It's how it's designed. And I think that you have a lot more power when you have the foundation you have the foundation of what it takes to create the brand around your music and your art. You have the foundation of, you can always go shoot a music video because you already have your own teams. You can always go get your cover art and all your music, you know, you can get all your photography done, your EPKs, everything, because you have your own photography team. You have your own production team and your own music team, or you know how to do all the mix and mastering. So you don't have to do, you know what I mean? It's just like, I don't, I don't think outsourcing. I, I see a lot of people outsource for a lot of different things, but then at the same time, when they, don't have that person anymore then they have to keep outsourcing mm-hmm. and i've always been someone that like i don't know i'm not like i said i'm an only child so i had some time on my hands to learn some shit by myself and i've gone through a lot of lonely seasons in this career of just having to figure it out i think a lot of entrepreneurs can relate to that that isolation phase of i gotta get better and i gotta get it's terrible. You feel alone. You can't talk to anyone because no one oh. would understand you. And then, I mean, there are so many things where you be like, oh, I have no one to talk to. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All the time. And like, oh, I'm, and I'm a, I'm a weirdo that's like constantly in touch with spirit. So mm-hmm. like, I'm never really alone. Yeah. Like I've always got access to that invisible space, but 
and I call it my ethereal kingdom. Mm-hmm. But I, yeah, it, it's just that the transformation part from the inside out is just, it's a wild experience going from, because I, I, I've i lived the starving artist career. I've lived it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it was in it. It was my identity for a hot, mm-hmm. hot while. Not probably until the last couple of years have I really switched out of that. And that's actually what I've noticed is uh, that's the switch. The switch, yes, it can happen in the external and it can happen once you get all your awards or get all your, you know, nicer gear or you have your better connect. No, the starving artist story mm-hmm. is literally just a story that we tell ourselves and then we create it in our life. Mm-hmm. And I wish more artists understood that you don't have to be a starving artist to be mm-hmm. good yeah. <laughs> amazing like you don't have to be broke to be good you don't have to be in a lot of pain to be good you don't you really don't and like I grew up in a lot of trauma a lot of pain a lot of sorting that stuff my whole 20s has been nothing but like therapy and coaching and trying to you know sort out my childhood and then and now that I'm almost into my 30s I'm like oh yeah no like there's a there's an existence of art that you can be in that's like solely creation based. It's not competition based, mm-hmm. you know. And it can be it can be really loving, and it can be really fun, and it can be joyful, and it can be, you know, an experience of like, like sometimes you know I call them superhero songs. Like I make some of the biggest stuff. I have a genre called film pop that I created. Mm-hmm. So, um, storytelling is like my number one. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I'm always going to be telling stories, but yeah, it's just interesting. It's interesting how we've celebrated that starving artist story and celebrated it as if it's like the way to go, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and it's, it's, I feel like too, that's why we've lost so many greats over the decades. It's just, we lose people to that pit of the soul. Absolutely, absolutely, because it's it's so beautiful and so potent. Thank you for sharing for everyone listening, because there comes, of course, the other part in it inside the entrepreneurial side, but also the hey, you can be amazing, you can be successful, your art can still be creative and impactful and unique, and you can let go of these stories or these yeah. characters, identity, yeah. yeah way to be that um and I think that you know just being an artist is already hard and then being an entrepreneur is already hard and like they both have like these mental challenges that are just like they can be insane mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they can be insane like I, I've gone through so many challenges since being on this path and saying yes to it and like I'm still trying to figure out where my faith is at for next steps. You know what I mean? It's like a constant standing in surrender and faith because I don't know. I don't know. And like, sometimes when things happen, it's like a, like my soul gets a little relieved because it's like, Oh, thank God you came through for me. (laughs) Cause like, you just don't know. And like, every time I feel like I've willed something or really pushed or, you know, just tried to like make it happen. It just hasn't. Yeah. Yeah. And every time I've just been like, forget yeah. it. I'm not even going to try here. I'm just going to like, I'm just going to relax. 
then it's like bam, 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 bam. <laughs> all right so yeah i started you know started just learning that that is definitely a superpower i think for any ceo is that relaxed state i think that our culture is so pushing that narrative of hustle mm-hmm. and they never push the, the narrative of rest and that that balance of rest and hustle is actually what makes you go further it's yeah. that you know like even this week like i didn't have a good week couldn't really do much this week mm-hmm. you know i like hit a little depression spell and when i do that my, my it's my clear indication my body's like hey we don't have it in us right now to create anything we don't have it in us to to do much for this right now we don't want to show up for it right now so give us the grace so i don't i, I literally don't i took days off this week i went and sat at the park and you know i went down and had a pool day and like like you need to do stuff like that still because it's we're not designed we're, we're really not as human beings we're not designed or human beings not human doings you know so like we're really not designed to be constantly grinding and hustling and it's just it's sad especially in america that's like all we do you know absolutely, absolutely. That's all we do and we're designed to be like that from a very young age they literally breed us up like that in school so yeah yeah it's the opposite. It's the opposite. So, ma- so many nuggets you shared in these last minutes. Like, hopefully, everyone has paper and pen as in his writing. So, several things. But one thing you shared, like years ago, there was this switch where you said, like, okay, starving artist gone. Now entrepreneur. What brought you to this moment? What happened? How how did you do it? I know it's inner work. It's a, it's a, but maybe there is something to share for everyone listening. And yeah, um, everything fell apart. Oh, okay. I've gone through that that a a bunch, actually. Um, And I started to notice a pattern. Um, I follow God. So I'm very, like, I'm very spiritual, very in touch with that. Um, And I used to really take the falling apart season, like, and I mean, like, everything fell apart. Like, I had a breakup that was just so full of, like, betrayal and all this nasty evil crap on his side um my grandfather passed away literally during the same time my grandmother got cancer like a Mm. month after he died um my car died it was just like I lost my job like it was a full stripping of everything around me Mm. right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I had to leave LA for a little bit um moved in with my grandmother to help her with the cancer but during that time, it was like another isolation period, right? So like, and I'm not going to lie, my ego really teetered. My e- It was like, it was another like ego death because mm. my, feel it, like, man, I could feel it. Um, but I think that that's actually, that's, that's the process of becoming someone new that I don't think we've ever really had much education on that process. Right. It's like, cause I had this identity, like it was even wrapped in my car. Like I wanted my car to go. I was like, please, like, I don't feel like this is me anymore. And like, I just don't feel like what is around me is me. And I'm still, there's still things in my life that I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm not aligned fully with, with this material. Like there's still some stuff that I know that, um, I want to call in, but, uh, yeah, it was 27 into 28. It was just like a full stripping year. It was like going back to zero and starting completely over. And like my ego was like, 
we messed up our entire life. (laughs) I went through that really bad. I'm not going to lie. Like, and I had to, I had to really get grounded. And two, um, I don't know if you've ever really had a a season like that where like just everything shifts, but like, Mm -hmm. I could feel my whole like cellular makeup shifting Mm -hmm. and like my, like my gut rearranging and my brain rearranging. And it was like so depressing because it was just, it was a death. It was literally an inner death. And I don't know, you know, but then I like emerge out of that. And like, there's just a whole different persona that I have now, you know, Mm -hmm. it's great. It's like, it's, it's so much better because it's so much ground, more grounded. It's so much more like trusting than I think it's ever been. Um, but there was all these, all these types of tests, you know, like everyone kept telling me, I think you need to get a job. Like I was getting down to like a thousand dollars, you know, like I was like real low in the thing, but I just, I'm delusional and I've always been delusional and it's always worked out. You know, I started the company and then like three months into that, I had my first investor, mm-hmm. you know, and it was just like, but that nine months of like, oh my God, I really messed up my life. I have no idea what's around the corner. If anything is around the corner for me, I might be like doing things I really don't want to do to like get out of this situation. But like, no, it was, it was, there was, that was a really big lesson for me too. Cause it was like, if I surrender and I just trust that something is up for me and everything's happening for me, then I don't have to strive as hard and I don't have to like freak out as much and I don't have to like create all these things to save myself or protect myself. And uh, I really implemented that and it just, I got more than what I asked for. I got more, Mm. way beyond more than I had prayed for, put into the universe. And that was a really big lesson for me. And so that was that was really like my first pulling me out of scarcity and survival into abundance and love. And, you know, you get to do this differently. Mm, Amazing. So what I'm hearing is because you were already connected with God and spirit and universe and the spirituality was in the end due to the ego death and surroundings environment happening situations it brought you even more a bit forced into surrendering and then this new birth. Yeah. 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 And I'm like incredibly stubborn, but I've been, this has been my path the whole way. Like the first time when I was like 22, 23, Mm -hmm. I was in my car three times and it was so interesting because I had just given my life to God Mm. and then it just like crumbled immensely crumbled. And then I was like, in every single day, like, where am I going to eat? Where am I going to sleep? Where am I going to get this? Where am I going to, it was like down to like basic necessities, but God always provided it. Hmm. Hmm. And, you know, and then fast forward a little bit, 2017 ish, I get into, I'm, I'm confused because like, I'm, I'm really good at what I do, but I've never been published, never been signed by anybody. Like, and I'm, so I'm like, what? why like why can't I just join on but I've always kind of had that story like you know even when I was in college I auditioned for so many things and I never got any of them and then I built a band and had my own class you know Hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then they took what I did and put it into their curriculum so it was like I've always been like this like I'm like god like why can't I just do the easy thing and join someone else's ship but yeah yeah anyway 2017 I heard 
the way to move forward is to build throne room. And I was like, that sucks. Like that really sucks. Cause I just know that that's going to be a lot of work. Yeah. It has been, <laughs> it has been, you know, it's like finding legal teams and finding managers and finding, you know, sync opportunities and find and writing the songs and building the brand, finding places to sell stuff and finding places to go jump on venue bills. And like, it's a lot of work. I like, I'm never, you know, got to yeah. photo shoot. It's got to create the videography stuff. I got to, it's a world. Absolutely. All encompassing world when you're an artist and, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you shared this so beautifully that the artist, and I'm talking about this oftentimes, this being an artist and an entrepreneur, this alone, emotionally and energetically, this is draining and exhausting. So you need also space alone for this process without having any result like on the outside, right? This is also well, taking... That's, that's honestly, like that's been my biggest struggle. Mm. I still have yet to really come into like, really solid tangible external results mm-hmm. right but like and i mean that i mean that in a way of like awards or just like anybody who can like really it's like it's like the stuff that everybody kind of ego egoically wants to validate the fact that they're good mm-hmm. right it's mm-hmm. like i've been on the path to soulfully validate myself before the egoic rewards come in Mm-hmm. And that has been uh, quite the process because it's a lot of insecurity work and a lot of like deep soul work and not comparing yourself work and like mm-hmm. really just getting solid in your own frame and not not latching to anybody for your fame, not latching to anybody for your influence, not latching to anything other than what you are 100%. Mm-hmm. And that's um, that's scary because most people most people are not doing that. 100 100 yeah 100 what would you say was the difference for everyone listening like yeah but how had she what what has she done then um differently you you shared the moment when it shifted and why but what shifted then also towards earning money creating money having more money instead of the starving concept well it's like you know you go to different levels so, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I've done I've done a lot of odd jobs in just to keep throne room started. And mm-hmm. once I kind of came through on the investment, like I'm still looking for avenues to open stuff up. You know, mm-hmm. um, this is my first year really running it 100 mm-hmm. percent. And but new level, new numbers, you know, like that's actually kind of the cool part about being an entrepreneur that I've noticed and being a creator. I think that this is. Most people will go to a job to get their paycheck so they know that they have a number that is always going to be solid and then they live their life within that number. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And like mm-hmm. most people think that the security of that number is going to dictate their happiness. Mm. And that that I find and yes, to a certain extent, sure, why not? Right? It's like it's nice to have that security. But then there's some of us that I think are a little crazy. Hi, I'm one of them. That's like I understand that I create like I create the numbers I receive. Mm-hmm. And and I don't I don't know how to explain that to people who are just in, like in, you know, employee mentalities, mm-hmm. but like even when and and I I did this at a very small scale when I was teaching. I started at 25 an hour and then I moved to 40 and then I moved to 60, then I moved to 100, then I moved to 125, then I moved to 150. Mm-hmm. And like 
the job was not changing. Mm-hmm. Just my my uh, standard of what I was worth was changing. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Very different thing. So, and I also said that this last year, you know, after I got fired, um, I was working for a law firm for a little while and very narcissistic people. Um, but I got fired and that day I wrote in my phone, I will make a year salary in a day. And then I stuck to that. I didn't, I turned down every job that was offered me 25 an hour. Do you want to be an assistant? Do you want to da da da? I said, no, I'm the CEO of Throne Room Media. I will make a year salary in a day. I don't know when, I don't know how, but I know I will. And I did, you know, and so like, I think that that's what I mean. It's like, it's the identity piece shifting. Mm -hmm. And so from the inside out, yeah, you you know, you can't wait till the money's there to be like, see, you have to do it first. And um, I'm still challenging myself even now, you know, like with sync licensing, like I've seen bigger numbers in the last two years than I've ever seen ever in my life. The possibility that I can create, what I can make is unlimited it's unlimited absolutely and um that's what i keep i think that's what keeps me going in this field is like i know that it's unlimited like i could hit any number the the problem is, is that i've seen with a lot of people is so many people are just too afraid to ask mm-hmm. the number that they want and i don't mean like ask someone else i mean literally asking god and spirit mm-hmm. you know i do a lot of meditation work and um one specifically that I do. And I, I, you know, if every people want to do this, I feel like it totally works. But um, I imagine a bunch of like, I'll be sitting in a room and I'll imagine a bunch of floating checks around me. Mm-hmm. And like, they'll, they'll be for any numbers, like down to a penny all the way up to like a hundred million. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'll just watch them float around me. And like, I'll, I'll have a number in my mind that I want to make. Mm-hmm. And I'll literally like pluck it out of the air and I'll like literally watch it like just create itself right in front of me and then I have other practices mentally where I'll like visualize me going into my phone app and then that number is there and then you know what I mean so it's like I I think that if people that's actually a beautiful thing about being a creator Mm -hmm. is when you get out of the actual like you know vessel part of it like out of the I'm a musician part or I'm a painter or I'm a da 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 and you get down to like the actual root of creation, their mm-hmm. mm-hmm. creator of all things around us. Mm-hmm. And that's what I mean about the switch between the scarcity and the sort of like you literally create the story. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You know, there was a time that I was running around saying, I'm a legend. I am a legend. I am a legend. I am a le-. like, I was, del- I'm delusional and I love it. Like I stay, I stay that way because I think that the, the key to your real success is childlike imagination. Yeah. One um, So I ran around one day and I, uh, for a week. I am the greatest. I am a legend. I'm da da da. That same week in two different cities, I met Ellie Reed and then I went to Vegas and I performed for Justin Timberlake, all within two days of each other. <laughs> you know, it's like it's stuff like that, and it's like, and it's like randomly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Randomly, because yeah. all I'm doing is telling myself I'm a legend. Like that's it. <laughs> I'm not doing anything else, you know? And like, oh my God. About the creation power is like, we have so much dominion over things. If we were just be willing to um, use, use the gift. Oh yeah. 
Oh yeah, and as you said, like the, unfortunately, the minority get taught this, but therefore we are creating this podcast. Like they don't want us to know because if we knew, our lives would be really, really great. Yeah, <laughs> we could actually have no like. If we knew how powerful we really were in terms of creation and what we can do for this world, like I just I don't think that a lot, especially in America, I don't think a lot of the the stuff that exists would. A lot of these systems wouldn't be here if if the people and I think that that's also kind of just my mission is like, hey, guys, like, let me give you the inf- like, let me wake you up in a fun, cool way. That you're all incredibly powerful. I think like if people really listen into my music, it's it's all there's all teachings in it. You know, I have music for people going through grief. I have music for people who are in their triumph superhero era. I have music for people who are want to dance. I have music, you know, it's like, that's the cool part about that medium. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. also help create people's characters for the night or create people's characters for the time um, through you, which is cool. But um, yeah, I think that my personal mission is just to make sure that I'm creating a lane where artists can have a blueprint as well to be the owners of everything they do. And that might make me a little bit of a unicorn for a little bit. <laughs> this is hard, you know, like I only really know a couple other songwriters and producers who have really taken on that challenge of like, let me become the company. Let me figure out how to joint venture. Let me figure out how to, you know, move mountains in different ways other than just being an artist, you know, yeah. but then at the time it's like, there's so many different things I know how to do at this point that it's like I if I wanted to stay in this industry for the rest of my life I could yeah yeah you know because I've I've got skill base I've got you know even if the artistry never takes off and I never get there with that like I'm always going to be a producer I'm always going to be a songwriter I'm always going to be able to make things happen I'm always going to be able to help with funding you know I can I'm right now too last year or so I've been writing decks for everybody's projects Hmm. I've been I've been creating and and putting the paint by numbers down so I can help other people get their dreams and like you know so there's it's it's like an all-encompassing thing for me it's like yes I get to make my own art but then also I get to bless other people's because I feel like I also have a a little gift with igniting people's dreams Mm -hmm. I mean this is so precious and so valuable and so unique right and also impressive it's so so cool so everyone definitely have to check you out <laughs> yes definitely <laughs> so maybe um yeah as as the last one question for maybe three things or so what would you say is the difference for you or made the difference i mean you shared already things but maybe as a summary someone being an artist, wanting to be an entrepreneur, more successful, more impact, more independence, more freedom, more money. What made the difference for you? Maybe three keys can be two, can be four, but what are the three key differences between the one and the other? Um, you can be a good songwriter and have catalog and go sell that. You can be a good producer and have everybody jump on your stuff and go sell that. And that's a great lane. Um, for me personally, it is the switch between I'm just an artist and I'm a, I'm a company. 
Mm-hmm. That is a very different way of walking in, you know, like you're not walking in as, and, and, and it takes a longer time, you know, you got to go build the direct line. You got to go make sure that you have all of your pieces before you can jump into it with a big parent company, mm-hmm. joint venture with anybody. But I think that long-term, it just gives you so much more stake in the game. Mm-hmm. Because then you can actually have other people under you or you can, or you can, you know, sign other writers and producers, or you can sign other artists. And um, I just think for the long game, if you can learn how to become, how to create and become the brand, I think that that gives it, it your brand. Mm-hmm. Yes, you're an artist. You're an artist, but you're a brand. Mm-hmm. Like that's how, at least in America, that's how things work out here. It's like things move way better when you're a brand. It's easier in a capitalistic society when you when you're when you are operating as a brand. Absolutely, I think with so many products, right? it's different than being a person versus a brand. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it's and and the weird thing is, is that actually like you're not really doing anything differently other mm. than brand. Yeah, <laughs> like you're not you're doing the same things. You know, you're still making the music, you're still making the music videos, you're still packaging the things, you're still putting the. You know, but when you call yourself a brand, people take you differently. It's yeah. so interesting. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think that that's that's the main one. Okay. Yeah. Amazing, amazing. So there was so much in there. I think like almost every word, every sentence was in there, and they're like, oh, hopefully they get it and they take it and they write it and. <laughs> So thank you. you. Don't. That's okay too. You know, like I'm. I never want to come off like preachy about anything. No, not at all. You simply shared lots of wisdom and experience. I go through because I'm in it every day, and I've been on this path for the last eight years, and you know, I'm still figuring stuff out. Like, I don't have all the answers for how to make massive amounts of money yet. I just know I'm delusional enough to believe it'll happen you know 100 like, that's yeah. where it starts it's like if you don't i'm I'm delusional and i've stayed delusional this same whole career <laughs> same the only thing that's kept me alive is my delusion yeah because if it, it, there's been so much failure and so many like hard times and hard moments and things not working out and there's been a lot of that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it wasn't until i really started my transformation work that i was like oh crap like i i really need to recognize that I have a lot of dominion over how this can go just based mm-hmm. on how I say things and how I believe things. 100%. And the beautiful thing is I'm sharing this oftentimes with my clients. And it, yes, as you said right now, this is the beautiful thing on the other side. Like just because we have experience and wisdom to share, this doesn't mean that we are done with these things. No, but we then have also techniques and exercises and tools to go through these things. But I, we are also in it like all the time. Yeah. Well, I'm saying it's, it's- destination versus journey right yeah it is yeah yeah it is the journey because like you know there was a time where what I have now was in my prayer list mm-hmm. yeah you know like this time last year my life didn't look like how it does now and that was part of my prayer list and um I think it's it's hard to not always and this is what I mean about the grind culture and like mm-hmm. the re- surrender culture mm-hmm. Uh, 
that gratitude piece has to be there every single step of the way, because if it's not, it's like, then you start expecting things from the universe. You start expecting, and then you're just not going to align. It's just a whole different way of existing. You know, like Mm -hmm. I have to constantly stay open to whatever the universe wants to deliver. I can ask for things, but nine times out of 10, it never looks how I think it will. (laughs) it's like I and I get things that I ask for all the time it's just the way that they show up is never what it is in my head (laughs) so I really just like stopped attaching to my my visions in my head and just you know and then there's a difference like when you get a vision like I've had multiple visions over the project that I'm working on now which is warrior and that whole movement and like it's taken a year and a half we still haven't even launched yet, you know? And like, I think it's going to be a good three years before I really see mm-hmm. much of a return on this one, but mm-hmm. it's also a full brand and a full movement and will be a foundation and it'll be, it's a business. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, absolutely. Yeah. I just don't know when or how it's going to really do what I hope it will. You know, I just, I just, one thing too that I can give artists is I I charge all my music with wealth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like there's times when I was in the desert. Um, my grandma lives out in Palm Desert, but there would be times I'd be out on a, a golf cart because that's all I had at the time. And I would go name these really huge houses my my songs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and like I would just go get in the abundance of wealth, and I would just start naming things what my art is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and part of my affirmation stuff is like i every day like i'm like my my art is creating my wealth my art is creating avenues for me to be in, insanely successful i call myself an extreme facilitator of wealth yeah yeah you know and mm-hmm. i think too that, that god is just that it's just waiting for you to see where you're at in your responsibility and integrity level before mm-hmm. it can keep giving you more Mm-hmm. Like I, I feel like if people really understood that they have like an entire invisible bank awaiting them mm-hmm. you just have to be kind of at the level where you can receive it and that's the other thing once you get to the level then it's another hill so it is <laughs> it's like, it, no, it's like, it, is, it is and then like you want a bigger number but then all your payouts become bigger like mm-hmm. that's what people don't get it's like they want the million but they don't see that when you get the million you're also going to have you know more taxes you're going to have more like it's they're just bigger numbers, bigger payouts. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So thank you so much, Akazi. It was awesome. I loved it. I loved it. And I hope that everyone gets whatever they need, as you said. And everyone can check out your show notes and check you out and contacting you. And yeah. everything will be in the show notes. And thank you so much for your time and that you've yeah, shared your wisdom. I'm going to shamelessly plug um please go check out warrior i have been independently moving this entire ball so everything that you see in here is 100 percent me and my team and it's completely independent and we have been on this path for the last year and a half well really three years because i wrote the song three years ago but oh. yeah so check it out it's akazi warrior perfect everyone will perfect thank you <laughs> and all the best for it whenever it will 
be released and coming out like all the oh, it's, it's released the song is out is we're just now working on the release party for the actual video okay and, okay and so yeah um the hope is the hope is to submit for the grammys this year so yay yep we're just gonna go for it and see what happens okay i cross my fingers